we said before the break, we were going to come back and talk about steps we can take, action that we can take to put legs on that vision. So help us. Yes, there's actually, uh, I'm not reinventing the wheel on this. There is um, a method called making action plans, maps. And I actually conducted a number of these with my students when I was in the early 2000s in the classroom again in LA Unified School District. You do, what, we, what you're doing is, you're holding a dinner with all of the family and the support that are the support for the child. Um, people that love him and care about him. Uh -huh. Teachers, uh, family, maybe siblings, maybe some friends in the neighborhood. Uh -huh. And you usually serve food. It's good because we know, you know, breaking bread is a way to bring everyone together and, and um, everyone loves that. Yeah. So you have a dinner first. And then you begin to address some really core issues about the child. And the child is there. Yeah. which I love because yeah. we're not talking in an IEP about him and he's in the other room in the right. classroom. Right. You know, I really believe children should sit in on their IEPs yeah. if they're, you know, if they're cognitively able to, yeah. because I think they should be part of their lives yes. and what people are saying about them. Absolutely. And if there's something they don't like, they should be able to say, I don't agree with that. <laughs> you know, I do. It, it, you know, we need to change a couple of things the way we do business. So anyway, back to the ma making action plans. You begin with like core questions. Everyone, ha you take one of these big white poster boards with adhesive on the back, uh -huh. and you have the markers. Uh -huh. and, and and the questions are, are things like, what does he do? say? His name is Alex. Yeah. What is Alex great at? Now everyone's going to have their own idea about that. Yeah. So everyone writes. On there, uh, Alex is great at riding his bike and he loves to paint. Somebody else is going to come on and put a dot bullet and say, uh, Alex is a really friendly guy. Uh, he cares about uh, children in the neighborhood. Alex is a gardener. Then you go to a next question. What is the nightmare for Alex? Mm -hmm. you're, you're addressing not only the, the positive, but some of the negatives that, yeah. we, that we have to work with, right? Yeah. So. Uh, that he'll get up in the middle of the night and run out the street, okay? Uh, that he's not going to have friends. Yeah. yeah. That he'll never have a friend, he'll never have a job, he'll never fall in love. You know, these are the, these are the core elements of yeah. what it is to be successful yeah. in our life, in this country. Uh, and those are the ones that parents take to bed every night. Oh, yes. He's not going to have a friend. He's not going to have a job. What's going to happen when I'm not here anymore? Yeah. Yeah. So you go around in making action plans. You can actually Google, and you can see all of the questions. Okay. There's like ten questions. Okay. And the child even has a say in it. He puts his things if he's able to, right? Lovely. Or if he's not able to write, then somebody says, "What is what? What do you love? What do you think you do great?" Yeah. Oh, I'm a good person, and I want you know, I'm a great student. Okay. Right. Then you write exactly what he said. Right. Don't change it. Empower him by writing exactly what he said there. Yeah. Then we go through it all. And everyone that's there and the child are looking at it. So you're seeing where this child, where the deficits are uh -huh. as a group. So you're no longer splintering off to talk about Alex right. and figure about what Alex should be doing. Uh -huh. You're all sitting there and you're asking Alex too, well, what do you think about maybe taking an art class? Mm -hmm. Now, I had a child uh, who there was a... There was a split in the family. Mm -hmm. The grandfather wanted him to be a football player. Mm -hmm. So he would take him every day over to Hollywood High and sit him on the benches while the football team was, was practicing. He didn't give a hoot about football. Right. <laughs> Couldn't care less. Didn't want to go. Sat there like this. Yeah. He wanted to take acting classes. Oh. 
So what are we do? What are we saying when we don't allow the child to to be empowered by what it is that drives him? Yeah. You know, come on. You go every day and you have to sit and watch football players. You know, for me. Yeah. You know, no thanks. <laughs> I can't even watch it on TV when it's pro ball. You know, can you imagine? Uh, and and it was because you know, uh, uh, maybe we're gonna like one day it's gonna click. You know, it's not. Right. And it's the same way that we work with our children often. Well, one day he's going to want to be a businessman. One day he's going to... No. We pretty much know what we're going to be when we're little. Uh, things change, but we know who we are. The pattern is there of who we are. If we're an artist, we need to be feeding that artist route for these children. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with children going to theater classes, going to yoga, taking karate, I've, there's so many children I know that are doing karate classes now, yeah. and they're, you know, it helps them to be strong, the gross motor skills, the mind and the body together. It's all good. The painting classes, movement and music, I have the dance class. You know, bring your kids in, get that head and body, that mind and body connected. Now the other piece that goes along with making action plans is when a child transitions to 14, in California and some other states, it's 16 nationally, there is a mandate that we have to include in the IEP an ITP, an Individualized Transition Plan. That means that we are all on the same page in addressing, now what is this child's future looking like? Yeah. My point is, 14 is too late. Okay. So we don't want to wait till 14. So what age would you do this action plan? About six, seven, you can start okay. early on. When Once they're in a classroom situation and in a school setting, then they understand groups of people coming together to talk. Okay. I think it's a little tough on a pre-K or kinder. You know, they're still understanding when people are together that they're not, everybody's not talking to them. But in a, a kinder, I mean, in a first and a second on up, then you're getting the child has has the the idea of what happens in a school setting or when people come together. And usually when people come together in a school setting, we're learning something. Right. So they know the concept of people being together and they're talking about me. Oh, even better. You know, because that doesn't happen very often. Right. When is everybody asking then? Yeah. Never. Yeah. That's why autism movement therapy is built. My method is built on empowering the child. Love. Everything they do is perfect. We don't have to tweak it. <laughs> if we do four movement, four sound, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, in a, in a circle, uh -huh. like a morning circle, uh -huh. and everybody does ooh, ooh, ah, ah, exactly what they did, no one steps in and goes, can you change the ah, ah? Because their entire life, somebody's stepping in and going, yeah. uh, could you do it this way? Right. It's great, but could you do it this way? They're never empowered. It doesn't matter what they do. It's perfect. Okay. And that is an import, very important, I think, point for teachers, yeah. teachers and, and families and parents. Parents are trying to always make the child better. Oh, but if I just tell him this or if I, you know, let's just let up the ante on that. Yeah. You know, uh-uh. He needs to be empowered for where he is there at that okay. moment.